experiences um, because I, even though um, I've endured some horrible things, um, we we can definitely get get into that. Um, but the person I am today was shaped through all of the experiences that that I've ex well that I've experienced. Welcome everyone to Life with Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life with Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. Today, we have a very inspiring guest. She is a photographer, a storyteller, a survivor. She's on a mission to inspire mindfulness and uh, self-empowerment through all the contents that she creates on her beautiful platforms. She has been doing a blog since 2011. <laughs> Joelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. I'm, I'm so, so grateful uh, to have you here as a guest. And I think you have so many different stories that would be so valuable for our audience to hear. And I would like to start with, I saw that you have your life motto is, if you cannot do it with feeling, don't. So how did you come up with life motto? What does it mean for you? Can you please share with us? Yes. Um, well, so first thing is, uh, so there's this show that I was uh, watching. It's called The Bold Type uh, with three women uh, take, took place or takes place in New York. It's not on anymore but um like on tv anymore but um i was really into the show and um the life motto came up so if, if you can't do it with with passion or can't do it with feeling don't um and i really really resonated with that motto um and i just took it on to my own life motto and um i really do feel like you know all the things that i've went through the things that i have experienced and throughout my life um I am a very passionate person. So when I heard that, I was like, yep, that's my, that's my motto. Um, and, I, and I adapted that motto into, into my personal life. And did it push you to do some other things? Now we know, for example, when you were thinking, should I do it? Should I not do it? And then you remembered your motto and then you just like decided to do it because you felt like so much feeling towards that. Did you have any stations like that? Uh, yes. So, um, There obviously there are things in, in life that we have to do just because, you know, like we got to go to school or, you know, uh, high school and things like that. But also college is um, optional. But, um, you know, what, whatever, whatever you want to do, like, um, so when I started going to college, I was, I didn't like high school. I hate, actually, I hated high school. Um, I felt my GED in German, eh, no, not the GED, sorry, I felt my, I felt my high school diploma in Germany and I moved to the US um, and I never wanted to go to college ever because um, that was, that I wasn't passionate about school. And um, then two years, I came, I came to the US as an au pair um, almost 12 years ago and I meant to stay for only one year. <laughs> Uh, 12 years, almost 12 years as it, as it usually happens <laughs> in life. And so 12 years later, I'm still here. And uh, and one of the requirements of being an au pair in, in America was that, that you also have to take college classes as well, just to get like the full experience of being um, an au pair in America. So I took ESL classes the first year. And then after the first year, I extended for a second year because I really loved it here. 
And then in the second year, I took advertising and marketing. And I was so in love with those classes. And um, I was also really, really excited because I could finally take like real American college classes. So I was really excited about that. And, um, and the professor that I had, actually, I found out one of my friends, she just went back to school and that professor is actually still teaching today. And she has her in, in one of her classes, which I think is so awesome. Uh, but so she, this professor inspired me to go to college. And mind you, I never wanted to go to college. <laughs> so but I was just so, uh, I was so passionate, passionate about um, what I was learning. And this professor really inspired me. And um, so, you know, even though this TV show that I was referring to was like, was on maybe like uh, two, three, four years ago, I can't remember the exact time frame, but it was on a while ago, but like that motto, uh, when I heard it, it just had shaped my entire life. Basically, already I just wasn't aware of that that specific uh, uh, motto, um, that wording. But anyway, so I um, wanted to go here to college. So I, the family that I was working for, um, they had offered to sponsor me and um, help me to go to school. So I ended up staying here, and I because I didn't have the high school diploma from Germany. I needed to get my GED here in the U.S., to, which is equivalent to the um, to the high school diploma in in Germany, and I mean high school diploma here. Um, and then I got my GED, and I went to college, and I got my associate's degree. I graduated from that community college, and then uh, well, thank you. <laughs> and then life. <laughs> um, you know, I got married, got divorced. It was a not very, uh, it was not a great marriage. Um, learned a lot of lessons, but it, it was it was not a good marriage. So I got divorced, and I always had applied. I actually had applied after I got the associate's degree to uh, Rutgers actually three times. Got in three times, but the third time I was actually able to accept the admission. And that's when I started going to Rutgers University in 2018. And I just graduated with my bachelor's degree last year. So <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but yeah, so that's like, you know, because I was very passionate, I'm very passionate about education. Um, I do believe that a lot of valuable lessons you don't learn in the classroom, but there's just, you know, there's just two, there's two sides of it. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's one of, one of those, uh, yeah. Um, examples. Yeah. And oh my God, you mentioned so many things that I just also wanted to dive deeper into in, in just like the stories that you just mentioned, yeah. because, uh, you know, when you were saying about that one teacher that actually inspired you and showed you what's possible and like believed in you and wanted you to pursue education further. And, you know, isn't it beautiful that always you will have that one teacher on one person that can change your life so, so much. Yes. And, you know, they sometimes they don't even know that, that, that they were the one who actually changed your life so much. And, you know, you can have tens, hundreds of teachers who, you know, did not impact your life or it made you hate school. But you there, there could be this one person and your life is forever changed. And I just find this beautiful. And, you know, when you were saying it, I just like got goosebumps that like it, that person actually pushed you forward. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, and another point I went, I went actually wanted to ask, do, did you ask yourself why you did not like the school in Germany? 
Yes. Um, I don't think I ever really like <laughs> discussed this. I mean, not, not across my social channels or anything, but um, I used to get mobbed a little bit, like bullied a little bit in, mm-hmm. in, in high school, just, just to the point of like, um, I was always told that I was stupid, that I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, kids would make fun of me in school. Uh, when I would ask a question, like a stupid question, I might, I mean, we know there's no stupid questions, right? But um, like I was, you know, I was, to- I was, I was laughed at that I would ask stupid questions to the point where I didn't want to raise my hand anymore. I never, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, every, every, uh, I forget when it was, but like every half year you get, you know, your grades, or every year you get your grades, and um, every time I would say that you know, Joelle is not participating in, um, you know, in class, but that was the reason why, cause I just, I just, uh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't want to be laughed at, but, um, so that's the major reason why I hated school. And then also my grades obviously was reflecting in my grades and, um, yeah. So, so that was, that was, that's what shaped me when I, when I was in high school, which is why I, I hated high school. Um, yeah. 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 And I think you definitely mentioned that there are so many things that could be improved about the education system and then just having this open space where actually you can ask all the kind of questions and, you know, you can, because if you don't ask the questions, how can you ever know the answer? And that's the crazy part that, you know, that you're the, the kids in, you, in your case could be missing out to actually like be passionate about knowing things. And what I love about your story that you just mentioned, you know, even you didn't like the type of school which, which you experienced in Germany, you still managed to find a slightly different environment in the US and actually realize that it's not that you don't like learning or it's not that you cannot learn, you know, that it was just like that particular case and you did not let that define your whole life story and telling yourself that, oh, I just like don't like learning new things. I don't, I'm not passionate about education or it's not something that I, I can do. And I think that's the part that many people could be missing, mm-hmm. that it's like, even if you had one bad experience, it should not define your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And also definitely also what I wanted to say is that, you know, you know, that saying, whether you, t- whether you tell yourself you can or can't do something, you're right. So just like hearing that over and over again, I just thought, you know, I'm stupid. I'm not even going to raise my hand. You know, people are going to laugh at me. So I'm just not going to say anything. And now it's like completely different. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like I've grown a lot over the past, you know, 12 years, but you know, obviously, um, but um, you know, when I was in school too, first I was, um, I was nervous whether the kids or the, um, what's the word? Uh, um, my fellow students at Rutgers, I was, because I was, you know, 28 when I started there to, to pursue my, or finish my bachelor's degree. And I was uh, worried and that, that people would judge me that I'm 28 and, you know, I'm here to, to finish my bachelor's degree and people are, what, what are people going to think? But then I was just like, no, I'm here for me. I'm paying for my education. I want it for myself. Um, so I was the one who, who sits in front row, raises her hand, um, asks a million questions because in my head, I'm, or in my mind, I'm like, 
I'm paying for my education. Like I want to be here. Nobody's telling me that I have to get my degree or, you know, that I have to be here. I chose these courses because I'm passionate about them. So like I, I want to be here. So, um, and uh, yeah, and I made some really, really awesome connections. And also to just to note too, like none, not nobody ever said, you know, nobody laughed ever. Uh, nobody ever said like, why is she, in, you know, why is she in school? Like everybody was very encouraging and very like inspired because like, wow, she's really getting her degree. Yes, she's, you know, 20 years, 28 years old, but like she's getting, she's going after her degree, which is um, inspiring, which was inspiring to, because people had, had uh, mentioned that to me. Um, and it was it all washed my worries away. I'm like, nope, I'm here for me. And, you know, people are so nice. And, um, but yeah, and I, I made some really, really great friends, uh, some lifelong friends. I'm in contact with a lot of people that I met throughout college, uh, also professors too. And it was the best experience ever. I'm really, really happy that, yeah. that I went back and you're absolutely right. Like not just one, one, um, experience shapes us the way we are, but just like every single experience, um, you know, we, we, it shapes us into the person we are today, but we learn, we're always learn if we're willing to learn, we will learn from the situations and, you know, take, take those lessons with us. Yeah. And, and, you know, you just, you, you just described the 180 degree turn from you being scared to raise your hand and to ask a question and to look stupid to you sitting in the front row and asking a million questions. I think this is quite a, quite a big turnaround. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could go back in time and, you know, say something, some piece of, give some piece of advice to your younger self when you were there, you know, it's quite insecure and, um, didn't know what to do, you know, because you actually went through this whole journey, you know, there, you are not afraid to ask questions, but if you could just go back there and say something to help yourself or to anyone else who is now listening to this, uh, to us talking and they're experiencing something similar, what, what would you say? Don't care what anybody else thinks. Just, you know, like if you want to learn and you like, you have to have the willingness to want to learn and how important it is for you to, to learn and get those questions answered. So ju just ask the question. There's, there really is no stupid question and all these people, you know, there's people, um, that are in the back laughing or whatever, just, just blend them out. Like nobody, like don't, um, don't care what other people think or say, cause you're, you're, I'm not in contact with anybody from high school. Well, not any, I wouldn't say anybody, but I don't really talk to all, a lot of the people. I have um, a few best friends that I'm still in contact with. One of my best friends, she still lives in Germany, um, but we weren't actually never in school together, but we met through school, but we were never in class anyway. But just, um, just don't care about what other people think because just have your, like what you want to learn, just, just, just go for it. Um, and yeah, that, I, that, that, that's what I would say. And, you know, I would, I would give myself also a big hug <laughs> for, you know, because it was definitely was not easy. Um, and I definitely felt very defeated, embarrassed, but it's just like, just don't care what the other people say. Just, just do you ask your questions. You want to learn, you want to get better and anybody else groom but <laughs> you know so um yeah 
Yeah. And I was wondering if you had a choice, whether you would be like, if somebody told you, you can, we can just like remove this experiences that you had, you know, some like negative, negative experiences and you would never have them, but obviously you would not be who you are now because yes. you would have not experienced them or whether you would still, even regardless of how hard it is or was at that moment, you can keep them and you'll be who you are now. What, which one would you choose? Um, I definitely want to keep my, my experiences. Um, because I, even though, um, I've endured some horrible things, um, we, we can definitely get, get into that. Um, but the person I am today was shaped through all of the experiences that, that I've, ex well, that I've experienced. Um, one of the biggest ones, uh, well, I mean, this is a big one, right? Uh, being bullied in school, uh, failing high school in Germany, and then, you know, following my dream and moving through the U.S., staying here and ending up staying here, which was not my intent at the time. But um, it's just like, you know, that that route of um, following school, you know, going going to school and finishing my degree. Um, you know, I'm very grateful that I actually did go to school at the time that I did go, because if I would have gone when I was younger, I probably would have wasted a lot of money to be completely honest, because, um, like I said, the reason why I was sitting in front row, I was asking a million questions, like I, because I was there because for me, because I wanted to learn, I wanted to know the answers. I wanted to get a better understanding of like what we're covering or, um, and I actually, uh, also help. Well, sometimes when, you know, when somebody else had a question and like, I'm just going to ask, like, I did not have a, a filter basically. I mean, I did have a filter, but not like a filter. Um, like I will just ask the question, you know, if somebody's too shy to end, like to ask it, I'm just going to ask because you don't have anything to lose, you know? Um, but also, um, I was going to say something else, but now I forgot. <laughs> but also another thing is that with the experiences, so um, I'm, like I had mentioned earlier, like I am divorced. Um, I am, uh, I'm a domestic violence survivor. And um, so like, even though that was a very traumatic experience um, that, that I, what I went through with my ex-husband, it made me so much stronger and um there was a, there was a time where like i was staring mortality into uh, into its eyes and you know i almost i almost lost my life there were there were um there were moments when i didn't want to be here anymore after i left that situation so but like just going through that entire experience just made me so much stronger and i know that there is a reason or, you know, was a reason and is a reason for why I survived what I survived because I, like, I want to help other women um, and men. I want to help other people who are going through similar situations, whether it's, you know, that instance or, uh, or that situation or other, other things. Cause there's so many aspects of my story, but I just, I knew that there was a reason for why I survived and that I, I, I just want to help people. So even though, it was a very bad and traumatic experience. I'm, I am grateful for where I'm at today and that I had that experience and it shaped me into the strong person that I am today.
to answer your question in a short yeah. version. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh yeah. I am I am um yeah, yeah, you know, you know. just like I keep going back to this phrase that Jay Shetty mentioned when it says, Isn't it interesting how the points that broke us are exactly what we needed to go through to help others have breakthroughs? And then, you know, just here, and it's like really the toughest challenges that we as people go through, but then exactly with those ones, we can help others. And I think it's very beautiful now what you mentioned that now you want to help other people, whoever is in any similar situation with anything that you can do from your side as well, information, um, so that you know, they don't maybe have to go to the same extent that you did. Maybe they can stop it earlier or not even get into any such of such situations. And you mentioned that you have lots of lessons learned. And I was wondering which one, for example, when you talk to other people or you help others, which ones do you share with them from this station? What did you learn? What are the most, the biggest takeaways, the lessons? Um, so one of the biggest one, ones that helped me get through um, divorce, countless court dates, and um, you know the entire uh, the entire thing with with my ex husband is expressing gratitude. And um, I know I know I listened to Jay Shetty too, and I also listened to one to a few of your other episodes too. That I know that you love Jay Shetty too, so I'm glad you're mentioning him, but. Um, so I actually, uh, also collaborated with him on like, uh, like, um, with, with his app, a genius by, by Shetty, by Jay Shetty. But anyway, I really love him too. But anyway, so what I was saying is so expressing gratitude is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. Um, because as I was going through the divorce and the court dates and everything, I really had to pull myself out of bed every morning. I was very, um, like there were days I didn't want to get up. There were days I just wanted to stay in bed and I just wanted to hide under the covers. I, I, I just, I couldn't, I had a hard time getting up. And, um, and then I also started therapy as well. And every morning, or at, at some point, I start every morning. I started writing uh, my gratitudes because I need really needed to to show myself of like what I have to be grateful for. Because there were there were so many days like when I, as I was going through the divorce, as I was going through um, um, like the court dates and everything before I started therapy. Every day there, I, I or almost every day, um, I was thinking about like. Yeah, I was fantasizing about like how to end my life. And, you know, there's so many other things that are better to fantasize about, but like this, that, you know, that's, that's what I was, that's where I was stuck at. And um, I really needed the help from therapy and um, just to like see of like what I have to be grateful for because I, like, I don't want to leave. Um, and, you know, this, this earth, I mean, you know, so, so, um, I started writing my gratitude list every morning, trying to remind myself of what I'm grateful for. And it, it really, really helped me, um, as a, because I was, I was battling with, uh, depression with PTSD. Um, you know, I already said that the suicidal thoughts, but just ex expressing gratitude really, really helped me a lot. 
And I am very certain that that is where I am, where I am today because of that. Because there's so many things that we can be grateful for, you know, like having, you know, right now we're on, we're talk, the two of us are talking, you are based in Amsterdam. I'm in, you know, I'm in the US. So it's like, you know, we have the electricity and, you know, Wi-Fi, but then also just like, um, also we're able to walk, we're able to see, you know, things that we, that we take sometimes for granted. Um, and just like expressing gratitude for the smallest things, maybe in our eyes, but for, you know, for somebody else, like being able to walk or being able to see, like the, it's huge things and we take them for, for granted. So just expressing gratitude for every single for um you know the small and the big things is very important yeah oh you know i just also it got me thinking about something i just heard recently on one of the other podcasts and then the quote mentioned saying imagine now you have something that you would give away everything that you currently have to have that let's say your health you know how much, if, if the health was taken of you, from you, how much would you actually give to be able to walk or to see or whatever that would be from you? And now at this moment, we have that, something that's so valuable that we would give away so much to have that. And we sometimes don't even stop to recognize how, how grateful we should be that we have that. And of course, you know, there are so many different, very tough situations um, that you can feel like there's nothing to be grateful for, but to force ourselves to actually think of it kind of changes where we look at our, like our perception of reality, it just focuses it on something else, something else. And I, I, I found it at first very surprising that you said that was the biggest part that um, actually had the biggest difference. But now as we discuss it, it does, it does make a lot of sense that it was like the, the first and the most important step. Absolutely. Yeah. And about therapy. So did you find, did you find therapy useful? And um, would you recommend also in this case for others to go and do therapy? And what, what, which parts were you, did you find the most useful, helpful? Um, Yeah. So I started therapy, um, like, I, I don't know if regular, if you want to call it regular therapy, but um, so I started therapy and then um, I was diagnosed that I have PT that I'm suffering from PTSD, you know, the, the things that I've endured with, with my, from my ex-husband. And um, when I started PTSD, then it went into PTSD therapy. Um, and after, so after every single court date that I had with my ex-husband, I got, my body got sick. So I had bronchitis mm-hmm. and a sinus infection after every single mm-hmm. court date. And we had court, court dates for nine months, almost every, every month, every three, every three, four weeks, we had a court date um, for nine months. So, and I got sick and bronchitis and sinus infection after every single one of them. It was my body. Uh, that's what, that was, that was how my body was responding to the stress. Um, and when I went through PTSD therapy after the first session, so what we did, I forget the exact wording, but um, so I had to retell the story that was traumatizing me um, or like one of the parts, like the biggest one. Um, I had to tell that story over and over and over and over again. And um, that was that was the PTSD therapy. Obviously there were like, you know, other things um, 
part of it, uh, like things that are triggering me or, um, you know, for example, um, there's this place that we used to go to all the time and uh, like it's like was like a restaurant bar type of thing. And I ha- and I one of the exercises was me going there um, to have mm-hmm. dinner or to have lunch, um, just like going there or drive driving by. Um, and then there was this other thing. So there was this red car that he used to drive. And uh, I went to a dealership and I asked to test drive this car. And, you know, it was really fun test driving that car, but also was also, um, you know, it, at that point I was already better. Cause that was like one of the big ones, you know, one of the big things of, um, you know, triggering factors, but I was already better at that point. But what I was, what I was trying to say is like after the first, um, after the first session with PTSD treatment, I got sick again, um, mm. bronchitis and sinus infection because that stress I was putting my body through again, you know, reliving um, the, the situation. Um, and I almost quit, but, uh, two weeks later, cause it was like once a week, the, the therapy, um, two weeks. So I had to cancel the, the one week because I was sick. Um, and my, my therapist, she actually said, I was worried that you were not coming back because it actually is, um, so in the first, in the first session, we actually watched, no, it was the second session, sorry. But in the second session, we watched a video of like that a lot of people actually, or some people don't go back because it's just too traumatizing mm-hmm. and they don't want to, they don't want to do, you know, they don't, they can't deal with it, with the feelings. And, um, cause the only way through is through it, not avoiding it. Um, and I'm really, really happy that I did it because I got my life back because I went to therapy because I went to PTSD therapy. Um, and you know, I was, uh, I remember this day very vividly after therapy, I was, you know, hugging and crying my therapist because, um, because, you know, she, she gave me my life back, you know, um, you know, a part of it. And, um, but yeah, so like, um, big thing is like with the avoidance factors, that's, that's what I was trying to say mm-hmm. with like that. That's why she, that's why a part of it was, you know, facing my fears of, um, going to the red car because not every red car is bad, you know, just because my ex-husband used to drive a red car, doesn't mean a red car is bad. Um, so that's why, you know, that, so, so, um, it's avoidance, you know, so that, that's why, uh, that was a part of it, but I can definitely highly recommend um, therapy. Um, it's really helpful talking to somebody, um, about certain things that you might not be able to talk to anybody else or just because they have a different type of perspective. Um, I was very lucky, um, with my therapist. Um, I was, um, what is it called? It was like, um, um, it was, it's not a, it was like a shelter for domestic violence victims. So it was, Mm. everything was covered. For, for me. So, um, you know, if, if somebody is suffering from um, domestic violence, um, there is, there are free resources available, um, also for, for therapy, because everything was, everything was covered, um, mm-hmm. by them, which was also very, very big, but yeah, I can definitely highly recommend, um, PTSD therapy and therapy overall. Yeah. It's just, um, I wouldn't be here without it. Mm. So, yeah. And I think it's a great testament to, so because I actually have two 
two questions that I don't for, don't want to forget to ask. Yeah. So one was the one that you mentioned that you still, you know, you had the thoughts to not go back because it was it had such a toll, but you still decided to go back. So I wanted to ask why did you decide to still go back? What were you thinking or was it the encouragement from someone that actually like made you still go back? Because as you mentioned, your therapist said that many people don't because of how traumatic even this experience is. And the other one is um, because I can imagine some people say I also feel a bit embarrassed to even go and talk to a therapist because then sometimes there's like such stigma or stereotype that like there's some, something inherently wrong with me if I need to talk to a therapist or why would I go talk to a therapist? So what would you say to that as well? Um, great questions. Um, also to answer the first one, um, I, so I was going to the domestic violence shelter, um, to that free resources shelter before I started PTSD therapy, um, just to talk to somebody. Um, actually, no, I did not. I just got it. I just, I just thought about it. So because I was going, so I was going through, um, the court dates, you know, I, I had, and when I say I was going through the court dates, it means, um, I had, um, a restraining order. I was in the process of a restraining of getting a restraining order, which I ended up not getting, but that's, I'll mention that later. Um, so there was a group of women who were helping as, mo as, an, as emotional support um, who were helping victims and, or, you know, sur survivors. And, um, I had seen them every single time I was there. And then I, I got, I became, um, friendly with some of the women because they were always there when I was there. And, um, they suggested, you know, that I can and, and talk to somebody. And, um, I was like, no, I can, I'm strong enough. I can do this by myself. And mm. then there, there, something happened where, I was so depressed. I was so traumatized. I was, I, there were days, like I said, I, I couldn't get out of bed in the mornings and uh, I really didn't want to go to work. I showed up with holes in my yoga pants to work, you know, cause I, I did not care. I did not take care of myself. Um, I gained a lot of weight. Um, I, I, um, I, I did not feel very good. And that's when I had the thought of, no, I need help. Like I can't do this by myself. Um, and that's when I started going to the domestic violence shelter to talk to somebody there. And that's when I started therapy. And then, um, and after the, doing the tests, like she realized that I had depression, that I had PTSD. Um, and, you know, obviously like the suicidal thoughts that is part was part of that. Um, so she, she said that, you know, like that I need help with, um, with that, with that, that I need PTSD therapy. So, um, after doing the first session, I was just so tired. Like my body was just so tired also from all the court dates and everything that I really did not want to put my body through more stress, but I knew deep, deep down, I forced myself to go to therapy because I knew that I would benefit, that my health would benefit from it. Um, because I already had taken that step of no, like I need to go to talk to somebody about this. My friends are not able to help me with this. They're not, you know, um, professionals, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, and I need to talk to somebody about this stuff. And 
Um, that's why I forced myself to go to the second. And then after that, it's just, it was easier. So every time I was there, like I had to talk over the, um, I had to talk over the situation over and over and over again to the point where I became desensitized to it. Like I'm able to, mm -hmm. you know, share the story and everything, but it's, it, I'm not reliving it every time I'm telling the story, you know, like not with all of those emotions and everything. Um, obviously it's still horrible, but it's just, um, that's what, that's what PTSD therapy is. Like you keep talking about it over and over and over um, so that you're not avoiding it and to desensitize yourself to the story. And then regards with um, your other question, um, yes, there is that stigma. Um, I know when I went through all of this, it was uh, five, six years ago. Uh, I got divorced 2017. So it was 2016 when I went to, uh, to therapy, like 2016 until uh, 2017. Um, and back then it wasn't as... I felt embarrassed too, but I was like, I can't, I just can't do it by myself. I need, I need the help. And, um, but now I feel like there, there's more people that are op talking about it openly, like therapy and it's no, it's more normalized. I want to say now, which I, which I think is great. But if there's a person who's having second thoughts of if they should go to therapy or not, um, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It will only make your life better, honestly. Um, um, obviously, um, you know, there's, I was very lucky with my therapist because I really liked her and I really like, well, I had two different ones. I really liked them. Um, mm -hmm. but I've heard some of my friends who have gone to therapy, some, somebody doesn't didn't like a person or they, and then they changed therapist, but it, you get so much of your life back talking to somebody mm -hmm. and they're able to focus on some important parts that, that you might be missing or your friends are not able to share. Um, so I definitely can encourage anybody who needs it, just give it a try yeah. and it'll, it, it can transform your life. Yes. Yes. And I, I think you again mentioned so many beautiful things now in this, um, in ju just now you're saying that you used to think like, oh, I'm strong enough. I can just handle this. And I think this is another, another like, um situation where people fall into because sometimes you don't even you're so you don't, you don't want to ask for help because you think i'm strong enough not even necessarily with the therapy but with anything in life you can just like no i'm strong enough i yeah. can push through and this is there there is nothing wrong with asking for help people are actually quite open to helping each other so that's that's i just wanted to point out um it's it's great to be empowered and strong but to not fall into the trap that you have to go through everything by yourself and otherwise you're not strong enough. That's just not true. Um, yeah. And uh, I also wanted to say that about your therapist, that it was so beautiful that she actually made you, she made you take the ownership of your life to face all your fears, to realize how strong you actually are. She didn't make you like blame anything else. It's like, no, you're, you, you're empowered you to take ownership and like to face it and to go out there so that you realize that these things are, are no longer even my triggers. I already went through them. I drove that red car. <laughs> I went to place. <laughs> I like replayed this situation so many times in my head that it doesn't cause me even any emotions anymore because 
and and that's just so so beautiful so i just also wanted to say that i think you're very lucky with your therapist and if somebody if you went to the therapy and you need some help and then that person is not helpful you can always change and look for a different person because there are very helpful people out there yes absolutely yeah oh wow i'm loving it <laughs> thank you thank you and yes like with the you know like being being strong enough and you know it's like you said it is okay to ask for help because um and like you said like people are willing to help you um, you just you just gotta you know and, and and really it really is okay to ask for help like there are there's um there were situations where um like i just wanted to do things by myself but just also like coming to the realization that it is okay to ask for help like that you're not able to do things uh, to do this by yourself but, uh, whatever whatever it is and like you said there's people who are willing to help you just need to you just need to you know um jump over your shadow and just just ask People, people, mm. people, you'll be surprised. People will be there for you. Yeah. They will. Are there any other lessons that we didn't touch upon from uh, the whole situation with your ex-husband that you would also like to share with people? Um, um, I mean, you were just like thinking, which one, which one? I shared a lot. Um, I mean, um, I mean, you know, there, there, there were things, you know, I mean, I guess, well, we, so, you know, we, we, we covered, um, expressing gratitude, um, you know, with, with therapy and all of that stuff. But, um, so I guess, I, I just covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I. I'm sure there's always there's always something, and then and then you miss it, and you're like, oh, I could have talked about this. Um, but also just knowing, like you know, catching on those behaviors um, early because there there are things that I knew you know, mm. and, um, I should, I should have, I should have left early. No, okay. No, I don't, I'm should have, that is blaming, but no, I'm just mm. saying like, but, but just, just, um, you know, I realized that I left at the time when I left, um, and it was mm. good that I left at the time that I left. Um, but you know, don't blame, I, that's another thing that and there's the lesson. Don't blame yourself because I almost said I should have left earlier. But that's, you know, putting blame onto, onto me, but, um, no, so, so don't blame yourself. Don't, don't, um, blame yourself for like, for not leaving earlier. Don't blame yourself for, um, you know, staying as long as you did, or, you know, don't blame yourself for him hurting you, um, physically or emotionally. The blame, it, it's not on, it's not you. It's not, uh, it's not, not the person who is uh, suffering from the domestic violence, um, it's the person who is hurting you. So, um, that is definitely an important lesson. Don't, don't blame yourself because, mm. um, it's not, it's not your fault. And also yeah. you are not alone. Um, that's another lesson yeah. that I want to, that I want to share. Like you are not alone. Um, because like we said, like there are people who will, mm. who are willing to help you. Um, you just need, you just need to have the courage to ask and mm. also, you are stronger than you know. 
and I am, I'm getting chills now too. Um, but like there is, you are stronger than, you know, because getting like leaving the person is the first battle. The second battle is healing from the traumatic experience. And Mm. that is also very hard, but Mm. just know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and if I can get through it, I know, um, whoever is listening and if you're going through this right now, um, or if you've been through it, um, you can do it. You, you can do it. Like there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you're not alone. Um, you're, you're stronger than you think. And, um, you, you, you got this. So it's, you know, I, uh, um, I had to give myself, I had hope every day and there were like songs that I also listened to every morning before my court dates, I put on fight song by Rachel, uh, shoot, <laughs> I'm trying to find the last name. Um, Rachel, Pla- I think it's Rachel Platten. Uh, if that's how you pronounce your last name, yeah, the fight song. I put that on every morning. Um, after, well, when I went to when I went to court, but just yeah. So just know you're you're, you're stronger than you think, and you know that life life is so beautiful. And don't let that person ruin your life. Mm-hmm. Just you know you there there's there's happiness and light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I'm so grateful where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And when I look back. Um, I never thought that I would be here where I'm at today. Um, just mm-hmm. because at that time it felt impossible, but I just mm-hmm. kept fighting and fighting and, um, you know, fight song was my meme, um, uh, my, or my theme and yeah, I'm where I'm at, where I am today now. Oh, Oh, wow. I I knew that I had to ask that question, you know, I knew that you have some gold that you still need to share with us. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thank you you for asking that question. I know, I know we had covered a lot, um, but it was just, uh, you know, there's so many things and I I know I also get sometimes a little nervous because it's my first podcast. (laughs) Um, But I knew... Thank you. <laughs> but I knew um, that, the, you know, that there was other other lessons. But yeah, that's definitely. So thank you for asking that question, too. Oh, um, I wanted to ask as well, are there any practices that you have incorporated in your daily life, except for gratitude, that also help you a lot? And if yes, which ones are those? Um, so I am learning to meditate more. So, um, I was listening to one of your podcasts, um, earlier and, you know, talking about meditation and just doing three minute meditations or 10 minutes. So I'm definitely going to work on including that more, but I started meditation, uh, last year with Jay Shetty. Cause I, I love Jay Shetty too. Um, he, I think he's amazing. I loved his book. Um, I listened to his book on, uh, audible multiple times. Um, think like a monk is, is great. And then he has the app called um genius by jay shetty i i know that there is a monthly partnership that there's a month monthly membership i just don't know the details because i am um i am part of 
I'm part of it, but um, I focused on that more this year. Like I, I sometimes am very stressed. Um, I love what I'm doing. Um, you know, my full-time job, but my full-time job can sometimes be a little bit more stressful. Um, my, uh, you know, then there's personal things that can be stressful, you know, so I am trying to be more mindful and, and, and I, and I love my job and I love what I'm doing. Um, but I just, I'm just trying to be more mindful and I'm trying to make more time for meditation. So, um, in the morning, so I've, what I've started right now, I'm in the mornings as well. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to make new morning routines as well. So, I'm trying to do meditation. I'm trying to go either on a walk or a 20 minute, 30 minute run. Um, and then also what I do as well is I write down my goals. So um, mm. writing down my goals definitely has helped me uh, like become more clear with, with my vision and like what I want to do. And um, another thing that I do want to add is I also hired a mindset coach um Ooh. so I, I we just started in january i'm really really happy she's amazing she really is amazing um her name is Roma romaine um she's actually based in france and uh yeah but but so she her and i were like working on you know certain things of you know getting um you know um like i have the goals that i'm that i'm writing down and um like i want to basically i need an accountability person <laughs> and she is an amazing who doesn't <laughs> right exactly <laughs> good good call. yes so she's 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 my accountability person because there's so many things that i want to do especially with my social media with my content creation photographer i'm a photographer i'm a storyteller um like there, there are just so many things that i want to do and sometimes i get you know like rest is very important for us um, you know, it's very important also to recognize that we do need rest, but, um, I also need an accountability person of like somebody who, who's helping me because I have so many ideas that I want to do also, you know, like with sharing my story and on my socials and, and everything and like reaching more people and empowering more people. Like you said, you you already said, you know, my mission, you know, my mission is to inspire self-empowerment and mindfulness through a visual narrative of lifestyle driven content. And also, you know, sharing my story of domestic violence. And I'm also a melanoma survivor as well. So, you know, just, I, you know, I want to raise awareness and I want to help people. I want to empower them. I want to inspire them. So, um, and, you know, I was working full time. I was studying full time as well. So I was, you know, doing so many things all at once. And I just have so many goals that I want to reach. And that's why I decided, okay, I'm going to hire my mindset lifestyle, co lifestyle coach. Um, so she's my accountability person and she's amazing. And I'm really, really happy with her, but um, yes. So, so that so she's part of helping me or she's helping me um, form like a better morning routine that works for me um, because I am working from home and uh so I'm trying out different things, but meditation, definitely. I incorporated that more into my routine, um, start this year and I'm definitely seeing a difference and being more grounded, being more, um, relaxed, um, and less stressed. Yeah. And my next question, which is, um, before I was, um, 
before I ask my last question, I usually ask where people can connect more with you, find out about your story and you, you know, you're in this beautiful mission. Where can they find you? Um, well, so the best place would be my Instagram, um, which is Joel underscore Ray, R-E-G-H. Um, so that is my, you know, I share most of my work there um, or all of my work, I should say. Um, and then I also have a blog as well, which is also in my, in my bio on Instagram. Also it's joelray.com. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's where people are able to, to reach me. I'm trying to, I'm trying TikTok out, but TikTok is really hard. <laughs> uh, not hard, but it's just, uh, I need to get into it. So right now I'm trying to master my blog and my Instagram. So, um, and then TikTok will be, will be on, on there as well. But, uh, so it's joelray.com. Uh, Amazing. And my last question is, you mentioned that you have lots of goals and ambitions. And if you, let's say now you are 80 years old, you look back on your life and you say like, I wish I, I have I would have done that, but I haven't done that. So what would that be for you that you really want to do so much that you for sure is like one of your biggest goals because you know that you cannot not do it because as you'll be 80 years old, you'll be regretting it. Great question. Um, so when I was, uh, I'm going to keep going back to it because it's just, it's like, like you said earlier too, there are just so many experiences and I'm really grateful for this experience like, because it just showed me so much, but um, I'm going to keep going back to it because it just shaped me into the person that I am today. But um, when I was with my ex-husband, we were always broke. Um, and I, that is a word that I banned from my vocabulary. Um, but so we were always broke and uh, we never traveled anywhere. Um, I always felt stuck um, because of the type of relationship it was. I was very isolated from my friends um, and I found happiness in buying things, um, you know, like materialistic things. And I've always been into fashion. I, I love fashion. Um, I love getting dressed up. I've always loved it. Um, I used to have so many, I mean, I still have a lot of pairs of shoes, but anyway, <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, but what I really, um, so last year I went on my first solo trip, which was huge for me. Uh, I went to Punta Cana to the Dominican Republic by myself. Um, I went there to celebrate my birthday and to celebrate my graduation by myself. First of all, I hadn't been on a vacation in like 10 years. Um, so yes, I moved to the U.S from Germany, which is, I know it's like a big, a big thing is a big step, but, um, I had never, I hadn't been on vacation, like truly on vacation, um, by myself and actually relaxing. Like I had been on vacations with, you know, the families that I used to work for because I was an au pair and nanny for a very long time. Um, and, but you know, I was working, so that wasn't really a vacation. I mean, we went to amazing places, but still like I was always working. So the only vacation that I took was going home to Germany not only, but I, you know, I'm very grateful I was able to go. Um, I am able to go to Germany to visit my family. Um, but we all know how family trips are. They're not really vacation, you know? <laughs> so, so, but like, I didn't have much vacation time. And um, so last year I, was, I started my job at a digital marketing agency and I was like, okay, you know what? 
I am going to take myself, me, myself, and I are going to go on a vacation. I'm going to celebrate my birthday, celebrate my uh, graduation by myself. I met so many people. Um, I almost actually canceled my trip because I almost freaked myself out uh, of going on the trip by myself because it was my first solo trip. And um, But it was the best vacation I've ever done. Um, and I fell in love with that vacation so much that I want to travel more. So I'm really, really excited to travel more. And that is definitely... Uh, where now I've started to put more emphasis on creating more um, beautiful memories versus collecting mm -hmm. materialistic things. Um, mm -hmm. So that is one of my goals to go on more trips. Um, I'm actually going to Utah next month um, in 15 mm -hmm. days. No, actually, sorry, in a week and a half. And I'm so excited going to Utah and Nevada and going to all these beautiful hiking places with actually a work colleague of mine. And she's a friend um, and she's also very into photography. So I am super, super excited about seeing all these beautiful sites. But um, so that is definitely one thing um, that I want to do more of is traveling and creating beautiful memories um, with amazing people um, and just connecting with, with more people and all over the world and uh just spreading some more positive energy you know into the universe and just uh you know being optimistic and um things always work out uh you know like no matter what you're going through just keep the pot like keep um keep your head up stay strong ha hope is the most powerful weapon there is hope and uh, gratitude so um yeah so that that i hope that answers the question <laughs> i know it was a long it answer does. it does it was beautiful thank you. thank you thank you so much it has been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you and we touched upon so many topics and i have actually so many more other questions that you know we didn't even cover through but it has been such such a great conversation thank you so much for coming on to the podcast Thank you so, so much also for inviting me. Um, I'm very, very grateful that you sent me a message. And I think it's amazing what you're doing with your podcast and helping, you know, other people. And also, you know, by, by inviting different people to your podcast and sharing, um, you know, giving me a chance to share my wisdom or my experience with, um, you know, with your audience. And just thank you so, so much. Um, I think... You're amazing Aww. and it's very, very inspiring. So keep going. I'm very, very excited to where, where you're where you're headed. So thank you so, so much for having me too. You really almost made me cry on this Saturday night in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> and our podcast. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> thank you.